This is Sarah. And this is Tina, hashtag Fearless Queens. We strive to create content to help heal the world one episode at a time. Hello, everyone. Welcome. We are super excited, as always, to share a little heartfelt, emotional, positive truth in the way we know how, which is in Christ. And we actually set a timer today because one thing we do before our podcast is we talk and we pray and learn about what he wants us to speak to you guys. So we hope that this doesn't come from us. We are just a vessel and he uses our voice. So when the timer goes off, we're going to have to say goodbye. (laughs) Totally. We turn into pumpkins. Um, So this episode is all about reaping what we sow. Um, this comes from Galatians 6, 7. Uh, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Layman's terms is what, <laughs> how we're going to break this down. So what does it mean for a man reaps what he sows? So we'll start with like the first sentence. Do not be deceived. Meaning there's all things in this world that deceive us. There's pretty little shoes and like cups and clothes and all the things like TV, internet, like social media is there to deceive us. But do not be deceived. Be on the lookout for deception. Tricky. Yeah, you think something's one way and then you realize that it actually has a different meaning or it's actually like it's it's disguised as one thing, but it's totally a different thing. Deceived. And our fleshly, the world is trying to change it around and make it sound good. Yeah, like the TV, the materials, like that's very like shiny object syndrome, like distraction. Um, deceiving can be d- distractional, but also like you think somebody has good intention, then later on you find out that their intention was actually not so great. Deceived. And then the God cannot be mocked. This is actually progressively becoming one of my favorites because so often people are like, why would God do this? Why would God do that? A God, a loving God wouldn't do this. But God cannot be mocked. Think about, and this is a very extreme example, think about driving down a side street and you're, maybe you're running late or maybe you just really like driving fast. And you're driving 60, 70, 80 miles an hour down a side street because you won't get caught. Who cares, right? And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a ball flies out and a kid runs after the ball. You've killed the kid. God didn't kill the kid. God didn't, like, make that choice for that to happen. Yes, he may know everything, but you chose. So now you have to live with the consequences and blaming God for it is mocking God, essentially, right? So God cannot be mocked. So he's a just God. So we all have free will. So in Tina's example, whoever is behind that wheel decided to drive faster than the speed limit portrayed. They said, you know, 55 miles an hour and now you're going 120. So now the ball fell on the road. Damage has been done. and consequences. So you reap what you sow. You went too fast, an accident happened because you didn't follow the guidelines of what was put into protection for your good will. You have now reaped what you sow in the sense of now your car might be totaled, somebody's life has been taken. Yes, God knew all of these things prior, but you had a decision in the fact of not going so fast. God also gave us free will. Yes. <laughs> Why we are here is to hopefully bring awareness to our free will 
and to align it with what God's will is for us so that we reap what we sow for what God wants us to gain mm -hmm. rather than what our flesh wants us to gain. So like when I say flesh, like our humanness, because we live in a broken world, we live in a world full of all of these things that culture tells us what to want and what success is, but it's very polar opposite of what is in Christ and what is Truth. the kingdom of God and what he says as of the kingdom of heaven. And it's very much different what, what culture says. Mm -hmm. So maybe breaking that down a little bit, an example of who Tina was prior to reaping the benefits of now walking in Christ. Could you make, <laughs> does that make sense? Oh, it totally makes sense. Okay. There's a lot of, there's a lot of old life reaping what I sow that I look back on and I'm like, Oh yeah, I did make this choice and this did happen and these were the results. And I honestly, I don't, which is weird because I don't look back at my life and be like, I can't believe God did this. No, it's like, thank God yeah. that he stepped in and removed yeah. me from what I was doing mm -hmm. to allow me to stop reaping what I was sowing because I finally like put my hands up and Jesus took the wheel. Literally. And started going a different route because... The awareness was there. Like, I remember I was probably 18. This is a crazy story. It's really embarrassing. I can't even believe that I made this choice, but God. And this is where God shows up in the hardest of times that we don't know at the time because we're so consumed in our flesh. I was out one night. I drove, I went out with friends drinking underage. So reaping what I'm sowing, I'm drinking underage. And then I go back to someone's house and we're all at this house party. Half the people are doing drugs and who knows what. And by the grace of God, I was protected. One of the, I was tired because I was drinking and who knows what else. And so then I went into the bedroom to sleep and someone actually tried to come in the bedroom and someone else came to stop the person from coming in the bedroom. And then I was very awake, even though I was definitely intoxicated, left, so drove my car drinking, like I had been a couple hours, but regardless, I should not have gotten in a car. And all of these are choices that I made. Like I had free will, I had choices based upon, you know, what I was shown in my life. I love my parents, I love them to pieces, but we, they were drinking, I was, I was drinking at the age of 15, you can do that in Wisconsin legally if you're around your parents, whole nother weird thing reaping what you sow though. So I get into my car and I, I don't know where I was. I called my brother to literally, I would tell him what street name I was on. He would tell me where to turn because this was before GPS and all of those things. So I was calling him and he was telling me where to go. I had no clue where I was. And it's crazy because I look at that and someone would be like, oh, that's, well, you were just having fun. And oh, you're out with, you know, I know we've all done crazy things. And I look at that and I like, I don't even know if I've asked for forgiveness for those choices. However, definitely always working on ourselves. So that was me choosing all that. By the grace of God, I don't know how I didn't kill anyone, how I didn't get into an accident, how I was safe, how I wasn't like taken you were protected. Of. I was protected. That's not gonna happen for everyone. And so I look at that now and I look at my life now and it's so much, and I had anxiety and I didn't sleep and I had multiple health issues. Like, but no you, kidding. But 18 year old Tina didn't know that then, right? You didn't know any of this. You, there was no awareness. So you're only doing what you know how, what to do because 
Had you known that now, you probably wouldn't make those decisions. No. So this is not to condemn. This is this is an awareness of like, what are we doing with our time? Who are we hanging out with? Every decision leads to another one. So Tina can look back now as a in her 40s and be like, wow, 18-year-old me, thank God for the grace of God, for the favor and protection that I had because 18-year-old Tina was not making the wisest decisions then. And, and that's okay because you were you are forgiven, you are loved, and he was with you. And there's a reason why you were protected in those areas. Like you have to forgive yourself for not knowing. Mm -hmm. And that's also like you everybody messes up. Everybody goes through things that they wish they would have never ever done. But God, He forgives you, He loves you, He is waiting for you with open arms no matter what you have done. There is no sin that is greater than another. Everybody falls short. And you know it's interesting listening to you say that like that actually calmed me a little bit i was getting emotional just thinking about the choices i've made and maybe i didn't you know hit anyone maybe i didn't get into an accident but as i'm listening to you talk like my my sowing my reaping was my health my health was declining so bad and i was like oh it's hereditary my grandma had it this person like well it's because of this no, it was because of my choices, because now I am living a joyful, sober, happy, love-filled, unconditional life, and my health has never been better. So now you are reaping what you're sowing, and you are sowing what now? Love, joy, peace. But what does that look like on a day-to-day -day basis, sister? Like, so meaning in layman's terms, yes, like now you, you lead and you have a life that has love and joy, but on the day to day, so you're probably aware and conscious and not hanging out with certain people that are living a lifestyle that doesn't align with, with your values at this read. point. <laughs> and so yeah. yeah. So you want to, you want to feel joy and peace and love. So what do you do? So I spend time every morning when I literally wake up, I thank God for my breath. So Be gratitude. Because I have, I, the more I live, the more I realize nobody's immune to death. So I literally wake up and I'm thankful for my breath. And then I, I honestly, I spend time in prayer. I spend time with people who help and encourage me to grow. I I don't I find joy in singing, dancing, cleaning. Like like I've asked God to change my heart. I actually enjoy cleaning, which is not where I used to be. Like my time spent is definitely more joyful because of the joyful things. Think about think about what brings you joy. Think about five things that bring you joy and do those things. I can almost guarantee going out drinking and driving just would not bring somebody joy. Not saying that you should or you shouldn't, like obviously you shouldn't drink your drive, but I'm just saying think of it from that perspective. Like I want you to think about what brings you joy. I know what brings me joy. If you can't think of something, because this is definitely not an easy question, because I remember being in a place in my life where nothing made me happy. There was no such thing as finding a cloud of sunshine anywhere in the, my life. So if this is you, um, I look back at what used to make you happy when you were a kid because um, if there's pictures of you somewhere that you can remember um, what you were doing as a kid, for me, I was playing teacher, I was playing guitar, I was singing in a microphone, like I was playing dress up and all of those things, like I was hiking, you can find me as a little kid at the beach, like 
and looking back at those pictures helped me connect with old baby Sarah and see like 27 year old Sarah in this day and age is now taking care of baby Sarah and looking back and like sowing what you're reaping like you can go back and be like wow I didn't know what I know now but I can love who I was then and take care of me moving forward because this is what this podcast is all about we don't know anything all we know is we know nothing except that Jesus loves you and he loves us and we just want to make this world happier and healthier with the breath that we're given because the minute we come out the womb we're all decaying you know our time is limited and also giving you some truth I think I don't know I learned a lot this weekend Uh, I was at a conference a pastor conference I'm not a pastor but I want to learn about Jesus and his love and his joy and I learned about so much anger in the world so much hatred in the world like I don't watch news I choose not to watch news because of what it does to my heart and my head and all the things but I choose to spread joy and I I I can't believe how many people are unaware of certain things like a baby at any point is life not when they have a heartbeat not you know six months like it is life and you literally if you and I know this is extreme I did not share with you I was going here if you destroy life you are murdering somebody and I don't think people realize that that's what it is it's not health care it's you are murdering a life and i when you if you do that you will reap what you sow and that's between you and god but also this is not to shame anybody this is not to this is just awareness Awareness. because i have people in my life that i know personally who have god loves you no matter what this you are forgiven you are loved you just because you've made decisions and ha- maybe you've gone, you've had an abortion. Like, well, I don't know how we got on this topic, no, but I need to share. That, it's not about that, though. It's because you are loved. You are yeah. forgiven. But awareness, like we are making you aware. There are mi- millions of people who didn't know that it was bad or it was a sin. And so making awareness. Now, you but we all sin and fall sin. short. Yes. And so you much. will be forgiven for it. But if you now know then you what are you going to do with it? Yes, you get the opportunity because you don't know what you don't know until you know, and then you get to decide what you want to do about it. That was a very extreme topic Tina went on, and that's I don't expect anything less. <laughs> um, and there's many different, op- like abortion is not an answer per se. People that have done it, you are forgiven, you are loved. Like That's like a totally different thing. However, um, yeah bringing awareness in though and it's like we talked uh, walking the walk walk what you talk now it's like well what does that look like what if i walk this way what does this look like and and now versus then like what is something that stood out for you that you are like man i didn't know at the time but thank you for showing me what it looks like and that i am happy i chose this so for me it was I was living a life for me and I was put first. So it was like me, then everybody else, and then my relationship with God. So now I live my life, it is God first, and then me, and then everybody else. Like my family, and like my two dogs that I take care of. My priorities are different. It starts with my priorities for me personally. And so 
reaping what I sow now is different than what I used to when Sarah was put first because my life's not about me anymore. And when you start living for others rather than yourself, and there's a fine line because it's not being a people pleaser. It's not doing so you can get from other people. It's doing it because you love yourself and you are able to give love to others because you know that you're loved from God because God loves you and he's for you and he forgives you and he's walking with you like the air that we're all breathing. He's everywhere and you're not doing anything alone ever. And when I was reaping what I was sowing with Sarah, I thought I was doing everything by myself all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's so not like that because when you understand that you're never doing anything alone and he is for you and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. There's a sense of like godly confidence when you do things that you used to do that were just simply like thinking that you could do it on your own. And it's completely different when it's not, it's not because of me. It's because God loves me. And I think doing to get that's conditional. And when you do to get in, I think in our minds, we will never get what we feel we deserve. So you, in, in saying that, doing to get will always be unfulfilling because you can never get enough. But when you give, it's like giving a gift like for somebody's birthday or like a surprise. Personally, I love surprises and I know there's people who don't like surprises. But an example, like I'm doing this because I love them. God is doing all of, God loves you and it's nothing that you did. It's nothing that you can do. It's because Grace. you are, because he created you in his image and you're here for a purpose and for a reason here on this earth for such a time. And you wouldn't have breath in your lungs at this moment and be able to hear any of this if there was not a purpose for you to still be on earth because Many people went to bed last night and many people didn't wake up this morning. So if you are here and breathing, there's a reason why he's not done with you yet. So he, there's a gift of salvation. There's a gift of love. There's a gift of grace and it's up to you to receive it. And it's unconditional. Whereas humans put conditions. Well, if you do this, then I'll give you this. If you give me this, then I can do this for you. And when you give from a place of, I don't want, expect, or need anything from anybody, you truly, I think that's like the best gift of all is like you truly don't need anything from anybody. So everybody else that comes into your life is the cherry on top. It's an added bonus because God fulfills everything in your life. And that's what's leading you in your actions and your choices, which produces the good fruits, which is the fruits of the spirit, joy, peace, love, self-control, kindness, goodness. Well, and I think for, for me and maybe for you too, I experienced that in my marriage. It was very... Well, I'm not married. It so was like, very, I don't experience but that. But in my relationships. My old relationships. In your relationships, it's, if you do this, I'll do this. If you do, I mean, it would, I mean... That was our relationship. And that's any relationship with any human being. It doesn't have to be an intimate or a marriage. Mm -hmm. So really, this if anything, maybe this is just like a check-in for you. Who are you allowing in your life? Is there conditions in your relationships that you have at the moment? And um, this is not to say that if somebody is that way, that you're like, you're out of my life. You're no. conditional. But okay. we can be the example and we can be the truth. And here's what I found. 
if we pray and if we spend time expressing our concerns based upon some of the things maybe you've heard and you pray about it, God will remove those people from your life. He, that, that's just how he works because he wants the best for you. What he thinks is the best, not what we think is the best because I tried the best. I tried, I had all the things, like things, the car, the house, on the lake, the, the shoes, the, like I, I had all the, the shiny things. What the world says you should be doing and what you should have and what happiness is all about. Yeah, and if you can- And how, how happy were you? In the world's dynamic, how happy were you? I was what you would call sleepwalking in survival mode. And I didn't know. Like I knew, but I didn't know if that makes any sense. Like if something fell off and not right. And this is nothing against anybody that was in my life. Like this is my choice. Like I asked, after I lost my brother, I asked the Lord to come into my heart and save me because I was going, I was in hell. So yeah. that's what it was like. Yeah. <laughs> I think there, at least for you and I, cause I'm, you just said it and I'm speaking for me too. I was living hell on earth. Like I was so miserable in my own personal life. Like my soul was dying. Like I did not want to be here anymore. And then I was like, I'm done. I don't know what else to do. Like clearly you want me to be here still because you keep waking me up every day. But why? Like what is yep. the point? Like take the wheel. I'm done. And essentially that was a prayer that I prayed out loud and that I was like, wrestling in my own soul and then god took over yeah and i'm not with the same people i once was i'm not living the life i once was when i was at my lowest and my soul was like save me save me save me and like sarah in the physical was like just walking through the motions of the the life that she was living the day-to-day -day mundane things and it's like how do i save me from what i've created from you because you were creating from hurt when you don't he when when somebody doesn't have a healed heart and they're you're creating from fear mm -hmm. and I want more than anything else for all of us to be creating from a place of faith this is called fearless Queens podcast for a purpose and we want you to live fearlessly because that's what God wants for you yeah and the the peace even in the struggles even in the challenges that I feel now with Christ in me is something that I could never even start to express. It's an indescribable peace because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So if it doesn't feel peaceful, breathe and have a second look at whatever that might be because there's something in that of why you don't feel peaceful. It's an intuition, it's a knowing, call it what you want. And we, sometimes when we speak, come very extreme. But that's hopefully there's something in that that resonates a little bit with you. You don't have to be as extreme as us. We're wired this way. God created us this way for a purpose. And I have personally had to like sit back and be like, wow, am I too much? But like, no, God created me for such a time and purpose as this. And I'm, we're leading and giving with love. And we, we I feel passionate. like the Lord made us much so that we can have that courage to say the things that maybe someone wouldn't want to say for fear of what's going to happen but we try our absolute best to come from the bible scripture because that's the best handbook you will ever open up and that is where i learned 
I've learned more in two years than I've learned, learned well, I've learned life experience, but I have learned so much from reading that book that I did not even think was possible. And so we try as best as, I can, as we can to come from that book in truth. And then of course you can see when we get emotional or if you're watching us on YouTube, you can hear it in our voice, we get emotional because we want the best for you. Heaven's gonna be lonely if we're the only people there. We want everybody Eternity, there. like yes. forever. Five ever. Not 35 <laughs> years, not 100 years, forever. I told my son the other day after my friend Jesse Lee died, I called him up, I said, did you accept Jesus into your heart? Because if you didn't, I am not gonna see you when I die. So, and I'm not forcing him or, or telling him he has to, but I want him to understand if you don't ask him, he doesn't know to come into your heart. And I want to spend forever so, with my son. Yes, reaping what you sow, if you have not allowed Jesus Christ to enter your heart, I pray and hope that you allow him to come in so you can start to reap the benefits of walking with Christ. Can you take this opportunity because this can be done over every over the lines? Can you ask them to accept and maybe lead them in a prayer? This is literally how simple it is to bring him into your heart. Yeah. And then, and then we'll close. Dear God, thank you so much for this divine appointment that you're having with everybody who is listening. You know who he or she is. And I pray that um, you will just come into their hearts and their minds and open their ears and open their hearts and shine brightly everywhere that they can understand through symbolisms, through people, through only the ways that you know how they will be able to understand that it is you allow them allow your voice to be the loudest that they hear thank you for their their life i know that you have plans of goodness and prosperous plans for them to do here on earth as it is in heaven in your holy and heavenly name i pray amen amen and that is all you do you say i accept jesus into my heart that's it that's where it starts thank you so much share this with a friend and until next time